Are you homeschooling your kids? Well, I want to recommend the Institute for Excellence in Writing. If you are looking for a course that's going to breathe life into teaching language arts to your kids, IEW is for you. It's comprehensive. It includes writing, grammar, and vocabulary. And I want to encourage you to check out IEW's Fix-It Grammar, and it's been integrated with structure and style for students. This is broken down into achievable steps that are going to give your students success. Try it for free for three weeks at IEW.com forward slash Heidi. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at not my little corner of the internet. I'm usually uh, recording from the Homeschool Resource Center in Vancouver, but today I'm coming to you guys from Kona, Hawaii. And I'm at the lovely home of my lovely friend, Ann Dunnigan. Ann is going to join me today, and we're going to talk about what it looks like to transition to a new season of life. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys have joined me today. Like I told you yesterday, we are working on a brand new season at MomStrong International. And if you're looking for an awesome Bible study, I'm going to be jumping back into, after an 18-month hiatus to run for Congress, I'm going to be jumping back into the teaching seat at uh, MomStrong International. And we're going to be talking about identity and what it means to be a daughter of the King in such a time as this. So uh, I want you guys to check it out. Go to momstronginternational.com and you can find me there and you're going to kind of see a list of where we're headed for the fall. This is a great time to jump into the study of God's word. All right, without further ado, I'm really thrilled. You guys are seeing a background on the video today that you don't normally see. That's because I'm in Kona, Hawaii. Uh, we came out here for our 22nd or 33rd, for goodness sake, I don't want to <laughs> cheat myself, our 33rd anniversary. It's a good thing Jay didn't hear that. And uh, and really to celebrate the end of 18 months of yes. living dangerously. And I texted my friend Anne and I was like, hey, you know, if I could if I could, you know, scramble together a bunch of points and fly out there, do you know any place that we could stay? And she was like, stay with me. So we're super blessed to be here. Several of our family members are here. We've been here now for about a week and just thrilled. And I thought, man, what a great Anne's been on the podcast with me before. And I thought, what an awesome opportunity to have Anne here in person and to be doing this from Hawaii. So, Anne, welcome. Thank you. I mean, I welcome to your house. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. So, um, Anne, if for those of you who may don't maybe don't remember, because we got a lot of new listeners now to the show, Anne and her husband, John, have been married for 37 years. They have seven children, 17 grandchildren, and they have been involved in global missions since 1987. So you guys have been working for the Lord for a long time, really have a passion to see people come to Jesus. Yes. And uh, it's just beautiful to see what the Lord has done in your life, the fruit of following him and uh, living courageously. I was talking to John about a bunch of the trips that you guys have been on, and it's it's phenomenal stuff. So they are the founders of Harvest Ministry, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that more as uh, we progress here. But I'm so happy that you're here. I'm really excited to be here, and it's just been such an honor to be able to process just the end of an amazing season. Yeah. And just what has God done? What have you learned? And, you know, how how do you move forward from this, you know, to reset and then relaunch again? Yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. So I'm obviously transitioning out of a run for Congress, which, you know, took so much of me and my family, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, emotionally, spiritually, physically, because I wasn't home a lot for a year and a half. I cut back a lot on my speaking. But now we're moving into a different season. And trusting that the Lord is in all of it. And there are a lot of people listening to this who are going to be 
transitioning as well. A lot of people transitioning out of homeschool. You just did that. Yeah, a few years ago. Yep, out of homeschooling. Some people transitioning into it, maybe from the public school system, mm-hmm. and it feels you know, terrifying. Some people are bringing new babies into their families and some people are um, empty nesting, which is what you guys are doing now. I'm close. I'm not too far behind you. Oh, you're a little ways. So uh, I had a little, we had a, we have a little bit of a gap between our, uh, our sixth and our seventh, but yeah, I'm down to, I'm down to a senior in high school and sailor who will be in junior high this year. So it goes by fast. I think people don't realize how quickly it goes by and it's a good idea to be able to have sort of a, a vision for what it's going to look like when you're in a season of transition, even if you're not. And and sometimes seasons kind of overlap. I remember when our oldest son was um, graduating, he had finished up homeschooling K through 12, but then he was graduating from college and we still had a kindergartner, mm-hmm. you know, and a house full of kids. And it is so just like all the emotions of finishing a race, but you're yep. back up at the starting line again. And where do we go from here? And, and I mean, it's one thing to jump into it and you don't know what it's going right. to cost and how hard it's going to be. Um, but then it's another thing. I, I just remember when Patrick was finishing college, our oldest, and Philip was a kindergartner. And I was contemplating, you know, ah, can I do algebra again? Can I, you know, how, how are we going to do all You're the like, college scholarships? How are we going to pay for it? I love you so much. I'm willing to relearn algebra for you. <laughs> <laughs> and just, it, it felt overwhelming. And the Lord just was like, just calm down. I'll give you new mercies mm. every day. God has amazing grace for mm. all the different seasons of our life and for the transitions. Yeah. And the transitions are, it's kind of a big, it's kind of a big deal because I feel like what we're, what we're looking at right now, because there's so many transitions happening in the culture, even here in Kona, when you were saying, look, you know, the Rona came in and shut down half the island. And now there are businesses that are trying to scramble to try to figure out, can we reopen? And how does that look like? We're all kind of coming in and out of different seasons of life. But we wanted to focus today on that transitioning and just falling forward. I, that was one of the things that Mike Ferris said to me at the beginning of my mm. run for Congress. He was like, Heidi, when you obey the Lord, uh, even if you don't uh, achieve the goal that you set out, when you walk in obedience to the Lord, you're walking in the goal that he set out because it's, it's God determines our path. Like we, you know, the Bible teaches us that, right? We, mm. we make our plans, but it's the Lord who determines our steps and the outcome of that. And I think that resting in the Lord. So it's probably uh, a good place to start. You know, when when I arrived here several days ago, I told I told Anne when we landed, I was like, listen, Linda, (laughs) I thought I'm on life support. I felt just tired, really tired, tired physically, tired emotionally, um, tired spiritually, just tired. You know, you you, when you you don't have the words to pray anymore because you're just like, you know what? I need a nap. And the Lord understands that. And that was one of the first things that you said. Well, and it was a big thing. Like while you were on the airplane, you were uh, crafting a very important letter. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. Crafting a letter. So, you know, most of the people that are listening to this by now know um, that I did not make it into the top two. It was a very, very contentious race, one of the most difficult in the nation. So here I'm running for Congress against a guy who gets the endorsement of the president, the former president of the United States. And there's so many things. This is such a politically charged world that we're living in right now. And we knew when Trump made that endorsement, it was going to be very difficult to overcome it. And uh, like I've said many times before, you know, and this is a a conversation for another day, but I'm really praying. And I know you are, too, that uh, conservatives, especially we get back to uh, policy and stop, you know, looking just at personality. But boy, in the meantime, we're in this big fat vortex 
And we actually did really well. You did amazing. We did really, you did really absolutely well. amazing. And in Washington, I, I, I was not able to vote for you because I'm, I was not in the third district. Yeah, but yeah. Where you know the, the, the ballot has everyone on there together. That's so right. you have the, you know, the, the Democrat, and then you have the incumbent Republican, and then you have the Trump endorsed Republican, and then you have Heidi. That's right. And, and <laughs> Heidi, just how you were able to come in out of nowhere, you know, yeah. without the political experience and all the backing and to be able to come in and you did amazing. I I mean, think of, think of the victories of what God has done. Yeah. I I mean, I I was talking with Jay's mom of just, you know, she was working on the phones and calling people. She said that you had donors from every single state state. and raised over well over a million dollars. Yeah. Which is incredible. In the end, we came up to pretty darn close to 1.3 million. That's and, a lot of money. And it is a lot of money. And you know what? It's like what you and I were saying the other night. You feel like there's two ways to look at it. Like, that's amazing. Like, we raised this money. It really was grassroots. It was people because there was no, there was no pack money. There was no big money that came in. So that's $1.3 million in people giving $100 here and $100 there and, and $50 here and $500 and 1000 there. That's, that's kind of a, a big deal. But then I remember at the end of it, me just feeling like, and you read this in Sean Foyt's book to me the other day, too, the weight of the world sitting on me. Because at the end, when you don't prevail, you start to feel like I'm a, I failed. And now these people, they put this money in. That was hard money to earn. Like, yes. I know a lot of people who give $500 to a campaign. Well, you have to scrape that money together. And so I've, I've and I was so grateful for that. And you and you run to win, right? You run to win. But I think at the end of the day, and I, I love this so much that uh, we were talking about the other night. We won when we obeyed. Yes. And I I want people to understand that because, you know, God's call uh, on all of our lives is to get off the bench, right? We're not supposed to be, um, you know, sideliners in in the world that we're living in where our voices are needed. And so it's it's a wonderful thing to see. And I loved what you said, because I think we saw you when we got off the plane. (laughs) I think the first thing Jay did, why we both did was cry because we were just like, Oh my goodness, we're out of Washington. This is so exciting. You know? And uh, nobody knows who nobody you are. Nobody knows. We, we were very careful not to say, you know, where we were. people knew we were coming to Hawaii, but they didn't know where we were. And we really just wanted to kind of be incognito, which we've been successful mm-hmm. at doing, except for one time. And truly um, to find rest. And God, 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 I think moves us through things like this, really from one season to the next. What I see too about, Every person who gave, and I, I just want to speak this into uh, this precious audience of people who love you and people who've been a part of um, just your whole ministry, people who've been a part of the campaign is, you know, our gifts are not in vain um, mm. of just realizing so many people heard about having hope for the United States of America and hope for Washington State, having hope for freedom and you know, standing for the Constitution and not giving up on America. And sometimes we we feel like we are all alone. You know, think of like Elijah, you know, after the victory at Mount Carmel, he, you know, Jezebel was after him and he just was like running off into the wilderness and God is sustaining him at the brook. And and at that moment, he just felt all alone. And he's like, God, I am all alone. And God is like, no, you aren't. I've like raised 10,000 people who have not bowed their knees to Baal. And I think that through this congressional run, you have seen that you you are not alone. And every person who gave and every person that, you know, you think of all the moments of this whole campaign. You had 
you know, setting up your office and hooking up a phone and, and, you know, setting up a website of, you know, fighting for the soul of America. And, you know, you got your picture taken and you're, you're doing all these brand new things and you're talking to people that know what they're doing and you're praying and you're having people fast for you. And just all of these different moments, t-shirts arrive and, and posters and people are putting up signs in their yard and we see signs going up on the highway, like amazing moments and speaking and at, debates and all of these different times, interview after interview after interview, Mm. and uh, just being out there in the front, being a voice for conservative values, being a voice Mm. for life, being a voice that is like, we have not bowed our knee to bail. Like there still are conservative voices out there that want freedom and that love the United States of America. We believe in you know, in God, we trust and God bless America. Mm. And, uh, you know, people gave to be that voice. And it really did. I mean, you're right. It really did translate into nearly 40,000 votes. So, I mean, I remember the, you know, three months ago or whatever, one of the people that was running in the campaign said, oh, she's going to get, you know, 1% of the vote. Lucky to get 1%. Polls had me at, I think, 2%, they were saying. We got 16% of the vote, that which is amazing. isn't bad when you realize that you're running against, like, I mean, the Democrat was a runaway, right? Because the Democrats are not going to vote for a Republican. They're just going to vote for the Democrat. And there's only really only one Democrat right. running. So everybody that was a Democrat voted for the Democrat. So she immediately made it into the top two, which is terrifying because she's a straight up communist, like for real. Uh, but she made it into the top two. And uh, and then there was these three, you know, really strong candidates that yes. were running. And um, and it really was. I mean, we we did it. We threw everything that we left at all in the field for freedom. Like you, you know, uh, I love this country and God loves it. God loves the people of Southwest Washington and God loves the people of the United States. And his people are I think God wants to use them to bring about change in the country. And I'm hoping we get letter after letter. I was think I was telling you next time you come to visit, I'll have to show you but. My staff made shadow boxes for me of some of the letters that came in during my run for Congress and letters from little kids who had saved up there. Like one girl sent me $40 that she she was watering plants for I can't remember how many weeks that she was mm. doing this for her neighbors. And she put it all into a little envelope and sent it to the campaign with a letter. Probably one of my favorite things. My grandson had been saving money in his little piggy bank. He emptied it all and gave it to me. Uh, and it was so cute. He was like, Mamsie, I hope you win but I hope you don't go to Washington, D.C. <laughs> and and you think, wow, it's a sacrifice for everyone. And then when it when it comes to an end and, you know, and on uh, on primary night, we had about 300 people. You watched it. Live. It was full of energy. People yeah. just so thankful yeah. that you had run, thankful to be able to support um, just your campaign. But it wasn't just your campaign. It was being able to say, you know, we are we are here yeah. as as a people that stand for freedom, that love mm-hmm. the Constitution of the United States of America. Um, mm-hmm. And even just realizing, you know, God is not a Republican or a Democrat. God is not even an American. <laughs> um, yeah. God's kingdom is so much bigger. Yeah. And when we say yes to God, we don't see often the bigger picture mm-hmm. of how it all fits together. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it gives us confidence moving forward. I know that you know, in the time that we've been here, I mean, we've been snorkeling. Goodness, we've been we've been doing. I've never really done any of these things, and so every day we're getting up and we're doing. You know, all these we swam with manta rays. You swam with a shark. Last I night. swam with a shark. Oh my goodness! 
And uh, this is exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. And it kind of re it's sort of a reset. Yes. Right? It sort of hits you, it allows you to sort of hit the reset button and be able to look back to process what God did and begin to just quiet the noise in your head, whether it's the emotions. I mean, the first two nights that we were here, we just talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And Anne was like, Do you you know, should we not talk about politics? I'm like, no, it's good for me. Because I'm 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 getting it out and I'm able to sort of um and even my opponent, even the person that won, while I didn't want that to happen, I want him to succeed. Mm-hmm. Because for him to succeed is for him to succeed. I want him to know Jesus. For him to know Jesus and for him to succeed will be good for Washington State. That's how we should run these races. And and my my emotions, I think, and I think, you know, human beings are like this. Our emotions can get in front of us and we have to be able to say, Lord, uh, quiet my heart. And I yeah. love I love that in so many stories that we read in the Bible, people that went through really difficult. That's why we love the Psalms. Like, you know, here's David, like, God, you're amazing. The earth speaks your name and the seas and rejoice. And then he was like, my God, where are you? You know, yeah. why have you left me out here to die? The emotions are real and God understands. And I love that. And all throughout the Psalms where you have this Selah, oh, yes. Selah which is stop and think about this. Yeah. And God has set up, um, you know, he not only created the world, but he set up systems in place yes. so that things would be able to run clearly and well. And I, I know that the way God has set things up is there are there are seasons. First thing he created was day and night. Yeah. And so there was daytime and there was nighttime. It was there was a season. There was a new day that was going to come. There was an end of a day. There was a new day. And just of realizing that God has set up that, you know, every day we should have quiet time with the Lord. Mm. Every week we should have a Sabbath, like a time to like stop and let's thank the Lord. Let's worship him. Let's thank him for what he has done. Let's, let's process, um, you know, even just like a weekly time to journal and just like, okay, what did God do? Mm. What is the good that God has done? What are some happy thoughts? And even processing the pain and processing the, the hurts and the things that happened to be able to, Bring those to the Lord. So every time those thoughts come back again, they will be thoughts that have been filtered through Jesus and through his healing and through his restoration. Uh, and then not only just on like a weekly basis, but I, I believe like on a quarterly basis, yep. it is very, very important. You know, God has established seasons. We don't have them so much here in Hawaii. It's, it's always summertime. Amazing. And always about 80 to 82 degrees. It's rough <laughs> here. It's really, it's rough. If, you, if you've if you never been to Hawaii, I was always like, what is the hype? You know, I'm 52 years old. I've never been here. And every night, we go out and watch the sunset with you guys every night. And every night it's different. And every night it's beautiful. And I told Jay the other night, I'm like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> I understand. Like, when can we come back? When can we come back to white? Because it really is beautiful. Well, you know, we came, John and I came here for our anniversary, for our honeymoon. Yeah. 37 years ago. And then we came here. John has a couple brothers that have homes here. So we were able to come here almost every year. And it was always a time of refresh, yeah. like reset, refresh, and then relaunch. And and even, you know, through all the years that we've done different mission outreaches, and and they're not all happy and they don't all turn out well. What? And a lot of times they're like what? crazy and distressing and horrible things going on to be able to every month we would send out a newsletter from our ministry to people who support the ministry and to be able to process, OK, what did the Lord do? Yeah. What were the praise reports? Mm. How do we even process the challenges through a filter of God gave us grace 
to get through that. Mm. So even as you are looking at the challenges that happened, you know, money that was given, okay, was that waste or, you know, no, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was money that was given. I, you know, most of your supporters are people who love Jesus. So like people who were giving unto the Lord, you know, it's not giving to church, but but it's giving, it's giving unto Something that is going to be a godly cause to yeah. make an impact and that in is our giving, nation. That is giving to the Lord. It's, it's being saying, obedient. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it totally is. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back. So before the break, we were talking about just coming to the end of a new season and being able to process all that, all that, all that God did, which is really true. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, mm. and so as we look back. Before before we look forward, as we look back, it's good to process and journal and invite the Lord into both the highlights and the areas where there were hurts and areas that need healing. So just just before we pour out our heart to the Lord. And, you know, when I think about your team that uh, has been, you know, going through disconnecting the yep. phone, taking down the office, packing up boxes, you know, going out onto the highway and pulling those signs down. It's, it's emotional. It is. And it's like, you know, Lord, we, we poured our heart into this. And, you know, you think of like a, a a team that, you know, you have like the halftime, you know, the coach gets and you have your, like your pep talk. And I'm sure you had a lot of times during the whole campaign where you were (laughs) like gathering together with your team. And it's like, I took my team, the congressional campaign staff through the book of Nehemiah. So I read the book of Nehemiah nine times because the Lord kept saying, read it again, read it again. And every time I would read it, I would learn something different. But it really was a mentoring and a discipling. And we got really close because we were praying together. Yeah. Uh, watch, and we watched God do amazing things. Uh, and so at that part of it's exciting. Yeah. And as you look forward of just realizing, you know, some people say, well, you know, why would God have wanted you to do it if you if you didn't win? I mean, God knew right. that ahead of time. But it's like we don't know like, like you, if God would have told you ahead of time, you know, I want you to do this and you're, you will lose. Like, yeah. you probably wouldn't have tried it. No. I, I, I mean, even I knowing it was possible. Yeah. Also, if, if, if I would have understood the, um, the, the very real struggle, like having my name drugged through the mud and having a, a radio, a radio talk show host that lists, lies, slander my name on the air over and over, would I have run? Maybe not. I mean, if I'd really understood, and I think this is true, like, we want to say, hey, we're listening to the Lord, but he doesn't tell us everything. He doesn't tell us everything. He, <laughs> you know, you're just like, okay, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to walk this thing out in obedience, you know? Yeah. And just to realize though, that God was there yeah, and Jesus was. understands that Jesus had his name slandered and just, you know, we, we can be stretched and we can learn to forgive and people don't always understand. And, you know, even just realizing it, it's not always personal, even though it feels very personal because they are personally attacking you, yeah. but you're just like in the way you're, you know, they want to win. And it, it's like, God has a bigger picture Yes, and we need to obey you. One of the ways, you know, as far as like failing forward is even just realizing, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And like now you have you have learned so much. Like if someone would get a, you know, master's degree in government, you wouldn't learn as much yeah, as Rob what you said that. actually learned yeah. in doing this congressional race and getting into the thick of it, meeting people. Yeah. I mean, think of what all of you learned about oh. our government and how things work and yeah. behind the scenes and connections and Think of all the people that you have met. Which is really extraordinary. 
And uh, Rob McCoy, when I was getting ready to write that letter, that concession letter, probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because I wanted to be gracious. I wanted to come across gracious when in my heart was hurting and I didn't feel gracious. So I was asking God to help me. Like, so actually we crafted that letter flying to Kona. Yes. But you know, you had a nice five hour flight. So you got a little bit of time to process. And uh, I had called Rob McCoy right before then because I was like, listen, I I need like somebody who's been there and done that because Rob's won for run for office and won and he has run and lost. And I think only people that really that run and throw their heart into it and lose understand, you know, how hard it is. And he said, listen, Heidi, you just got a Ph.D. You, you know, the last. Oh, I, I said months. a master's degree. OK, yeah, yeah. You just said you. you well, it's the same thing, right? It's a lot of school. And uh, it, and I think um, to look back and say, you know, thank you, because you're right. The people that we met, I mean, for as many as as much difficulty and as much frustration and even anger sometimes. We met the most wonderful people. And I know people now all over Congressional District 3. I've been to cities that, you know, towns I'd never even heard of, met the most wonderful people in the whole wide world. And we, I'm thinking we're going to be friends forever. And uh, and people across the country. And yeah, God, you had supporters from every state. Yeah, we did. And it was and and the letters and the letters that came in. Uh, it was just an extraordinary time. And I think you had said, and so it's right, you know, when when we're, uh, people are watching, and I think sometimes we forget. You know, we're we're in a transition, and my friend Steve Lambert told me a long time ago that people rarely transition gracefully. It's like mm. being on a tight wire. You know, <laughs> you're just trying to get it. You, you see, you see the destination, but all of a sudden your road has narrowed, and you're in this. You're walking on a wire now, and trying to make it from one season to the next. And I think people can relate to being in seasons of transition because yeah. it doesn't. You don't have to run for Congress, and. Uh, because even if you win, you're transitioning out of your normal life and into a life in Washington, D.C., and you have to be willing to make that transition. So there's transitions everywhere. People who are transitioning into homeschooling from public school. Right. That's a massive shift. And so I think it's that the key is just walking with the Lord. And it's important for people to know, I think one of the most hurtful things that was said to me toward the end of the race was a person said, on the internet for everyone to see, boy, I hate it when people say they heard from the Lord and they, they, you know, she put in air quotes, they obey and then they lose. Well, tell that to the disciples, right? One could, one, you could make a pretty good case that just because you, you walk in obedience uh, doesn't mean you're going to get the outcome that you want right. or prayed for. And I think it's important for people listening to know that because there are going to be a lot of people who follow the Lord into the next season of their life. And that season becomes a season of struggle right? or a season of disappointment. And it doesn't mean that you're not obeying the Lord. It may, maybe it means that God's going to teach you something and he's getting you ready for something different. And I think in this prosperity gospel sort of driven, uh, you know, results driven church that we find ourselves in, we think, well, obedience means that you get the outcome that you desire, that you want. But the, uh, I mean, we can, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, for goodness sake. Mm. I mean, we can talk about people, you and I, all day long that really God used in extraordinary ways, but the outcome that they had hoped for on earth that never came, they never saw it in their lifetime. And so it, that's not the metric yeah. that we should be using. And, and also just to realize we all know we are human and we, we want to be able to respond quickly with a yes to God. When God puts a prompting in mm. our heart. I love that. Um, and, you know, when you when you were originally, I, I was asking you the other day, like, okay, when did you first even just, when, when did this even start? Like, how did you go from homeschool mom to thinking that you could run for Congress? Like, like <laughs> and running for Congress, like, how did that happen? And just, there, there were a lot of, 
things along the way. Things were like grieving your heart and times of going and, you know, standing up for parent rights and yep. traveling to Washington, D.C. different times and just being grieved by things going on in our nation. Yep. And, you know, we all need to realize that there's, you know, we obey the Bible, you know, when the Bible tells us what we should do, but like how that plays out, you know, we, we don't always know exactly mm. how it's going to look, but you still need to be able to say yes to those promptings from the Lord, whether it's, hey, just stop a minute and start a conversation with that lady over there. And and you want to yeah. get where you quickly respond you with a yes. And even after, okay, you were feeling stronger. It was like building and building and building. And yep. then finally, after really praying about it, then you talk to Jay. Yep. And then Jay had to wrestle through and wrestle through that. Yep. And then you talk to people that knew what this would entail. And, and you, you talk to people who give you counsel and you talk to people who you respect and admire to, to, you know, run it off different people. And then you talk to your family. Like there was a lot of steps along the way in, okay, well, let's see if this could be the Lord and let's, you know, let's bring it before a, you know, a multitude of counselors. There is wisdom. It's not like you just jumped into this, into the unknown. Right. And, we just need to realize that there are going to be times that we take risks as believers. Yeah. I mean, there's been so many times in our lives that we have done crazy things of, you know, going into nations and going into places and starting children's homes and, you know, going into prisons and going off into streets and, and, and sharing the gospel with people. And it, it doesn't always make sense and it's not always easy and it doesn't always turn out rosy and beautiful, yep. but we, we listen and we learn and we, even if things don't turn out as we had hoped that they would turn out, it's like, okay, Lord, what did I learn? What, what are some of the things that you have learned? Um, and some of the, a couple of the praise reports of what God has done. Well, I think uh, one of the things I for sure I mean, I faced a, a big giant fear and I learned I'm stronger than I thought I was. And I think you leaning into the Lord. And I think every homeschool mom on the planet can relate to that, right? You jump into this thing and hey, you're like, you have broken a barrier with homeschool moms. <laughs> I, I mean, there was a time that, you know, we, we, we had to like have guts to like wear pants to a homeschool conference. <laughs> oh my we're going to be speaking up on there on the stage. And sometimes it's like, okay, you know what? Just being a homeschool mom doesn't mean that all you can do is wear a jumper. Is you know wear wear a jean jumper with right. you know tennis shoes and little that socks. That was kind of the uniform for a long um, time. But just to realize that you know what, even with our daughters, yeah, that you know what could God do? There yeah. are Esthers yeah. and Debras, yeah. and that we can rise up even even you know tell our sons and our daughters that. You know, what What could God do mm. in your life as you just say yes to Jesus? I love that. It's actually a really great place to end today. We're out of time, but uh, I love ending talking about what, is it, what does it look like to say yes to Jesus? Will you come back tomorrow? And I want to finish this conversation because I want to talk about what it looks like to refocus and reset and relaunch. So once you, once you say yes to the Lord, you know, sometimes people get the, the outcome that they think they're going to get. Sometimes they don't. But the winning is in obeying. Yes. The, the, the win comes when you obey, giving God your best yes, saying, Lord, I'm going to listen. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. Yes. And so uh, will you come back tomorrow and let's pick this up where we left off. This has been yes. so much fun. <laughs> I wish I could podcast 
every day from Hawaii. <laughs> and Dunnigan, you're a treasure. Thank you for being on the show today. I appreciate this it. This is fun. We'll be back. If you guys want more information on Ann Dunnigan and her amazing ministry, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. And I will link back to Anne in the show notes today. They've written uh, several amazing books. And when she comes back tomorrow, we'll talk about some of those resources. They have some free resources on the internet for you. Uh, they've raised seven amazing children who are walking with the Lord. There's a lot to learn from people who have lived what I like to call a dangerous life, living dangerously for the Lord, recognizing that the seasons that we're in come and go, but our obedience is required in every season. So we're going to come back tomorrow and talk about what that looks like, what that yes looks like, and how to move into the next season of life, wherever you are, refocusing, resetting, and relaunching. Looking forward with faith. We'll come back tomorrow with Ann Dunnigan. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here then at the intersection of faith.